This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Boys and girls, non-binaries, children of all ages. Aliens, ghosts. Oh, oh ghosts, good segue. Ooh. Ooh. Zombies. Zombie. Zombie. Okay, so. Zombie. <laughs> oh. Okay, please take that out. Hot mic, hot mic here. Uh, <laughs> today we are going to talk about a prototype of a Kickstarter that's out right now, Haunt a Culture by Tinkerbot Games. Uh, we actually played the uh, like very early prototype of this, and now we are playing the kind of the final prototype before uh, the game comes out. Hopefully, it's on Kickstarter right now. Well, not hopefully. Before the game is funded. Funded. Fun fun fun. Finger guns. I didn't even do any guns. I just did the noise. Why do we always? <laughs> Why do we always lose people before they even listen to the episode? Because we're stupid. That's what we do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're so sorry. So what's the goal of this game, Tracy Omular? The goal of the game. Oh, my gosh. Well, long story short, it's basically to be the ghost with the greatest aesthetic eye. Isn't that a big word? Aesthetic. It is. I don't even know what it means. To impress and be the best undead hunticulturist. Nice. You know, monsters gotta, you know, do some gardening too, you know? Yeah. Come on. They gotta bury those dead bodies. But aren't they dead, basically? Or undead or whatever? Bury the other dead bodies. Unless they're, yeah. (laughs) That's probably where they get their, like, their mulch from is probably dead bodies, right? You know, instead of, like, fertilizer, like, poop you know it's like the host of their kills gross okay never mind it's got weird it's deep and dark it's got weird and deep and dark anyway back to the main gist of this episode we're going to talk about culture. why can't i ever say that did i say it right you said culture. yeah okay culture. Did you say it's one of four players? I did not. Why don't, you, about? why don't you tell everybody a little bit about about how this game plays? Who's, hey, who hey did everybody. It, blah, blah, blah. One to four players. Yes. By Tinkerbot Games. It plays about 60 minutes, but if you play it with our son, it probably takes longer than that. Yeah, true. But only because, you know, he has to, like, stand up and dance or, like, do something yep. else. It, it does suggest on the box 14 and up. I might disagree on that because he is 10 and he can play the game, but... Who is that, Logan? Yeah. Okay, cool. To each their own. Yeah. 
True. And um, we have been playing games with him for a long time. It, for those of you who have listened to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he can play it. We like it. It, I suppose it depends on the parental units or guardians True. of those said children. True that. So anyway, Tinkerbot Games. You rock. Bevan. Clatworthy. Brought this game to fruition. By what? Designing with it? With his ideas. With his ideas. With the stuff swirling in his head. Yes, all those great goodies. That's right. Floating around up there. That's right. Alexandra Vardanian. Did I totally? I think you did great. She is the illustrator of said game. Love the art. And Rachel Dobbs, the graphic design of this game. Designing so many graphics. Love it. Love it. And didn't you say that those ladies, at least one of them, had involvement with their game Ghostal also. Yes, you can tell it's definitely the it's definitely in the same universe, and it's definitely the same art. And I dig it the most because it is fantastic. Yes, very very cool. That's right. So that's me slapping a little knowledge on this um, said interview. That's right. Interview. Interview. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are we interviewing? The undead. Yeah. How about this um, Kickstarter spotlight? Huh? Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Wow. We should not do this so late at night. Yeah, why not? Okay. What will it change? Well, how about um, I will throw it to you, Kurt, for a quick setup overview All of right. this game. Let's do this. So, so first off, you have to set up your greenhouse. So depending upon the players, if you have one, two, or three players, you're going to set up a three-by-three three grid. If you are playing four players, you're going to do a four-by-three grid. And you put these little, you put these greenhouse cards around in a central area. Then you will put some tokens on each of those greenhouse spots going in rows and columns. Then you will also do some uh, special monsters. You do four at a time. You put those off to the side. You also pass out your colors and the colored cards and tokens to each player. So there's like red, green, blue, and yellow. And then you give, you also give everyone a player board, which is their garden, basically. And then you give them these little ghost coins, which look yellow, and they're really cute. And you give them seven of them, because you'll put two coins in each corner, and then one in the middle. Oh, it'd be nine. <laughs> <laughs> if I could count, Welcome I know counting. Welcome to Math 101. That's right. Uh, you also hand each player a uh, two secret task cards, and then they pick one. You didn't let us pick. Them. I know. I just gave everybody just You're a random a one. Jerk. Well, you guys didn't even know, how, know exactly how to play it yet. Well, you, yes, you did. You know how to play it. He, we did. Oh, he played it too, but he. I don't think he remembered. Anyway, but you put some spare gold tokens off to the side. You have your bag of plant and ornament tiles sitting off to the side, also. Then you also lay down your plant and ornament cards, and you're ready to play the game. So tell us about the monsters, Tracy. What can they do? Well, Kurt, the monsters, each player is handed out at the beginning of the game six monsters to start with. So it's their starting hand of monsters. And so they kind of have the same setup or playing board kind of at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So there's different monsters where they have the ability to be able to 
rummage through this bag of different plants and ornaments um, if they place this monster during the gardener phase. So they have three turns um, during the gardener phase to be able to place these monsters. And when they place a monster, they their goal um, during this phase is to place monsters to try to get the most points to win the row or the column. And they want to be able to, well, to potentially win the roll or the column for um, the, to be able to have the first pick of the plant or the ornament that was placed in that row or that column. Sometimes though, those plants and ornaments and stuff that are in there um, aren't the best. So they may want to place monsters that have lower scores on them to be able to not collect those um, types of items. But these monsters are kind of cool because they have the ability, like I said, to be able to rummage through the bag, not looking, but just blindly picking to be able to collect something to place in their um, garden. Yeah, I think that was the ghoul, at least in your starting hand. Yeah, it's the ghoul. And I think that one is four, um, four points. So you have four points towards a row or a column when you place it in that greenhouse grid that, that we were talking about. Or there's uh, one card where you're able to, um, once it's placed, you can actually dig in your garden. So this is beneficial if you've actually later on in the game planted something and you want to dig it up because Mm -hmm. you don't like it where you placed it. Or it's negative points or something like that where you don't really care for it. Or when we were talking at the beginning of this, we were talking about um, those tokens that were placed on each of the four corners of our player boards. Yeah, which is the gold coins. Yep, and then one in the middle. The digging helps so that you can pull up those coins so that you can actually place and plant things in your garden. Yep. So there are monsters that help you with that. And then there's a zombie where you place the, the zombie card down and you actually just collect a coin. From the supply. From the supply. And those coins will help you um, to kind of use them towards purchasing ornaments later on through the game, which we'll talk about, or um, more specialized monsters through the game. Those are things that will happen that you can play um, right away. So what's cool about these monsters, too, is that if you have a similar type of monster, um, let's say a zombie, for example... Somebody places a zombie in a row or column. Then another zombie is placed next to that one in that same row or column. And then another one is placed next to that one. It causes potential more action to happen. Meaning like you may be able to dig twice in your garden. You may be able to steal from a player. It may not even do anything depending on more of these specialized monsters later. So what's cool, and I referenced this a a little bit before, is you're able to hire other monsters, like new monsters. So, you know, we were talking about how you're able to put place monsters in this greenhouse and collect coins. And you're saving these gold coins or these gold tokens to be able to place ornaments in your garden or to use them to purchase or hire other monsters and 
the other monsters you're able to hire have these like enhanced abilities. So just yeah, so just remember even if you get these new monsters, you always pay attention to what type of monster it is. So what Tracy was saying with the three monsters in a row, that if you have three skeletons, you get that second ability on the bottom of the card. Doesn't matter if it says it's a, you know, I, I can't remember the cards, but if it says like very big skeleton or whatever, as long as there are three skeletons in a row, or if it's like a gloomy bloom zombie and then you have two regular zombies, whoever plays that third one triggers that second ability on the bottom. And that's usually a really, a really beefy one. Yep. Not always. Some of them don't have anything. Yeah. I I bought some when we were playing that didn't have any abilities on the bottom, but that's because it seemed like, I mean, I think the one I bought was like a vampire or something, and it was worth five points to be able to kind of dominate a row or a column or a row and a column, but it didn't offer me any other perks, but yeah. that was okay because I didn't need that. Yeah, and that's a good conversation because there's a lot of different things with these cards. It's not always going to be you get the points for the bidding for, you know, the rows and the columns. And then you might not even have, you know, one of the abilities, either being the ability when you first place it or when you're the third, have the third of the same monster or whatever. It There's some variation in it and it, it, it makes for some cool gameplay. Do you want to talk about any of the other types of monsters that that you you have the ability to hire or... I mean, there's lots of different types. Yeah. There, I mean, we could talk about it forever. Yeah. Another one, I know you talked about the gloomy bloom zombie, and that one is a good example where it offers like a two value if you place it in the, the greenhouse. You pay one coin to hire this new monster, but when you place it in the greenhouse, it has no effect when it's the only one but when it's the third one in a like a zombie type that's placed, you actually take two times the gloomy blooms from the bag. And this will make more sense when we talk about the plants and the ornaments um, in regards to this game. But like Kurt said earlier, these just really beef up some of the other aspects of what they can do. When you do hire one of these monsters, though, you're required to get rid of one of the starter cards in your hand. Meaning, I hire this gloomy bloom zombie, I have to get rid of maybe a regular zombie that I had in my hand, one of those six cards. Or I don't want to use the ghoul anymore or something like that. So you can't continue to stack and now you have 12 cards in your hand. You still only have six, but you're kind of enhancing your hand. Or technically, if you wanted to, you could replace a special monster with another special monster. Oh, you could. You yep. know, saying like maybe, you know, maybe this other special monster, you're like, ah, maybe this isn't quite working out for me, so I'll ditch it and get rid of, and use this other one instead. Yep. Or you were buying it to, to totally sabotage somebody else. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So something we may have kind of left out. So as you're placing these cards, every everyone every player can put three cards out only on this greenhouse grid. But one of the other actions you can do is what we just kind of talked about is buying a special monster. And when you do, when you buy that special monster, that means you don't play a card this turn. So once you, once you, once you've actually put down your three cards, everyone's put down their three cards, then you're going to decide who, 
you're then you're going to decide who wins what row and what column. So you start from the top row and go down the line and count the points, and then you do the columns left to right, and you do those scorings. So what happens if somebody ties the same score, Kurt? So, uh, so for scoring, that's a good point. So what you do is you try to decide who does first, second, third, and fourth, depending upon the players. So first place will always get their choice of one of the two tokens on either side of the row or column. Then the second player is going to get the second token. Then the third and the fourth, and depending upon if there's three or four players, they will get one gold each. If they have at least a number one or more in that row or column. If there's a tie, you break the ties by turn order. Whoever's earliest in the turn order will win and then go to the next person and so on. So then what you do what you do is you take those tie you take those tiles and you put them off to the side because eventually you're going to have a planting phase. And when you say putting them off to the side, you're putting them in each player is taking the tiles, the plant, uh, the plants or the ornaments and they're putting them in front of their gardening, like their garden, right? Yep. So that they know which ones are theirs. That's right. Okay. That's right. So then you move on to the planting phase. So in your planting phase, what you do is every plant that you have, you have to plant on your grid. So it's, uh, I think, a five by five grid, it looks like. And when you do that, you decide where you put your plants depending upon how they score. And we'll talk about that in a second. But you have the option of putting your your ornaments on your board. But to put your ornaments on the board, you have to pay a certain amount to get them out there. So let's talk about the certain tiles that you place for your planting. So you have different things that you can, that you, there's different tiles that are plants and ornaments that score different points. So we'll start with the plants. So if you got your gloomy blooms, your gloomy, your gloomy blooms are this cool little bluish purple flower and you can put them anywhere on your board and each tile will cost or will score two victory points for the end of the game. The only thing you can't do is when you have coins on your board, you can't stack on top of any coins. So remember that as you're placing. So you'd always want to make sure, well, not you don't have to, but you'd use the opportunity to use a monster to be able to dig up those coins. And if you use a monster to dig up the coins, the monster doesn't just dig up one of those coins on that on that space. It digs up anything on that space. Yep. So it would dig up both of those coins or whatever you have on that space that you choose. Yep, exactly. Uh, another thing that they have are pumpkins. And pumpkins can score in rectangles. Okay, so you have to have at least two or more to score a rectangle but it has to be a it has to be a for sure rectangle so if you add a pumpkin that's just kind of off to the side of a natural rectangle it only will be one victory point otherwise if it's in a natural rectangle each pumpkin will be three points another no fake rectangles. no fake rectangles guys or triangles as i like to keep saying for some reason when we're playing this game i'm like triangle he was talking Wait, to me about rectangle. it and i kept going i kept looking at him and he's so serious and he's like <laughs> yeah a triangle yeah and i'm like 
that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so dumb. Anyway, yeah. Um, next are moonflowers. So when you put so when you put moonflowers in a diagonal line, you will get that many victory points equal to the number of moonflowers that are in that line. So if you have three in a diagonal line, they're three points apiece. If you have four, they're four apiece, and up to five. And you never count the flower more than once. Correct. And then you've got your evil eye apples. These ones I love because they, they're kind of like... Uh, no, evil eyeples. Well, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, just the kidding. evil apples. Boy, that's really tough for me to say. So for each line going horizontal okay, no. or vertically, you will get victory points depending upon however many tokens are going that way. So it's basically like the moonflowers... You're just counting them going either in a row or in a column, depending on how many are there. So again, three victory points for three, four for four, and so on. Another one that they have is blood oranges. Blood oranges are one point for each different tile that's around them. That's including uh, coins also. And blood oranges. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. But just one. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, exactly. But still, yep. hey, that one point could... Count costs you the game. That's right. And the last plant is the the devilish snapper weed. Oh, these suckers. That's right. They can go anywhere on your board, but they are negative three points apiece. So you got to watch out. Another thing you could do to get rid of them is also is to use a uh, monster that can help dig them out too. So, Or possibly an objective. That's true. That your goal is to collect snapper weeds. That's right. What about, Wouldn't that be devilish? That's right. What about the ornaments, Tracy? Why don't, we, why don't you talk about those? Sure. There is an ornament called an urn, and urns cost two gold to be able to plant them. But the cool thing about urns is that they're a way to be able to um, kind of amp up your garden. So once you place an urn, then you can plant a plant on top of it for to be able to allow that plant double points. Yeah, which is cool. Yep. And so you can put these anywhere. So I can pay two gold. So another benefit of having gold. Um, to place this urn wherever I want on my garden. And then I can say, oh, I want to put a moonflower on it. And then that moonflower would be double. So it would be four points instead of two points. Yep. But the only thing you can't do with an urn is you can't put it underneath something that's already played. You have to play the urn first. Yep. So if you wanted to, you could dig up something, but that wouldn't make any sense because that would be out of the game then. True. So. There's also gnomes, which were really to my benefit <laughs> the last time we played. Um, they cost one, two, three, or four gold, depending on how many you have. And these um, can be planted anywhere also but then um they're worth the victory points um based on how many you have so first gnome is worth or the first gnome costs one gold the second one costs two third three four fourth one four but then they multiply as you so the first one's worth two victory points the second one's worth five victory points the third one is worth nine victory points and i think the fourth one is worth fifth victory points if i am wrong then i'm wrong burn the witch better no. okay 
Then the last ornament is the fountain. And the cost um, for the fountain is two gold per corner of the fountain. And by corner, I mean literally there are pieces of this fountain that seem to me like it'd be epic if you were able to, to construct this fountain, but it seems quite impossible. Yeah, it's big risk and big reward because you get 20 victory points if you get them all but then you what you get nothing if you don't get it if you don't get it all together Mm-hmm. and it's a two by two so you have to collect all four of the pieces of fountain they have to be creating a two by two like design on your board but like kurt said if you get three out of the four and the other piece never shows up and they look all the same but if the other piece never shows up or somebody snakes it from me because they know you're putting it in your garden or something like that uh you just wasted four spaces on your garden and you've collected no points however if you do it holy moly you are the grand champion okay (laughs) maybe not the grand champion but maybe that's all that you've accomplished during the entire game that's right i don't know yeah so that is the plants and the ornaments and there's lots of cool features and little tricks and Things to think about as you're laying out all of those um, pieces and parts. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And you're playing four rounds, and in between rounds, you'll get rid of the plant and ornament token tokens that aren't on or that you guys didn't get during the uh, round, and then you're also wiping the monsters that are there, that you are the special monsters that you didn't get, and putting up four new ones, and then you're replacing the other tiles to start the new round, and after four. Four rounds, the higher the player with the highest score wins. Yep. And in the case of a tie, we don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it's gold. Most gold wins. Yep. And then and so, so on still and so tied. Forth. Yep. So what you're count what you're counting for your score is you're counting those tokens depending upon where they are in the, in the thing. You are also you also make sure making sure you look at that special goal that you have. There's lots of different ones like the one that I did when I was playing, I learned this solo, is the um, snapper uh, plants actually were plus three instead of negative three. So that really helped me during the game. And then you just add the score between the two things. And like I said, highest highest wins. There's also, they do offer two-player variants. So um, for a two-player game, you have to incorporate a AI deck. Um, to add so it adds a third player like a fake third player mm-hmm. to the game and then like kurt was mentioning they do add a solo variant also where in the solo play you're actually playing three and then based on the score that you get there there's a little chart on the bottom in the instructions that talks to you about how well or how terrible you did in your solo play that's true that sounded quite, as a matter of fact. It, it does. It does. And that's that's how it is. You either do good or you don't. So, yeah. So, what do we think about Culture now that we've played the prototype, the second, the second version? I liked it before. I like it even more now. Yeah. I don't... I was trying to think. We were talking about this today. Like, when we played it before. And I don't... 
it seems like, gosh, it probably was a year ago. Yeah, it seems like Maybe at least, ago. but I mean, there's a lot of detail that went into this game and a lot of thoughts and a lot of really strategy on how this was all going to piece and play together. And I think that um, Bevan just did a really, really good job on it. And I don't know. I, I really think that that we really like it. I, I'm anxious to play it again. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good sign of a good game. Like, I, there's lots of things I like about this game. I love the art. It's the same art as Ghostal, pretty much. It's very, you know, all in the same world. It looks gorgeous. I love it. Uh, the strategy is very, like, it's it's weird. It's it's very easy to learn, and it's hard to master. And I, I've said that about games that I've really liked in the past. But this one... It, it delivers on that. It you know you're trying to figure out where you want to play your monsters, and then you want to have a strategy of like, okay, do I want to use this monster to get more coins to buy, to put the ornaments out, or do I want to use more coins to get more of the special monsters, or do I just want to just try to straight up get some of these different tokens to get them you know in ways to get more points, or do I want to use this this special goal that I've got? Do I want to just stick with that more and then maybe piece out some other stuff? to go there like there's lots of different paths to victory and i like that because it it keeps it from being stale well and to tag on what you said you can't really every game is going to be different so like you can't always be that person who goes for the pumpkins yeah or the person who goes to try to do the moonflowers every time because because of it being a game where you're pulling from pulling the plants and the ornaments from a bag and you're placing them it has that randomness so you have no idea what's gonna fall into place and so you know you can try to organize and you can try to place on your board as much as you can but you never really know what's gonna come up so it's the whole randomness of that that i think makes it great too yeah because every game i think is going to be different because you have no idea whether you're going to see like we talked about, whether you're going to see the fountain. Like, one of us could have done, could have finished the fountain tonight, mm-hmm. and we didn't. We chickened out. Yeah. Sorry. And, and the cool <laughs> thing, about, uh, one of the cool things I think about it, too, is because it's only four rounds, like, and I've said this with other games that seem very short as far as the rounds go, it it doesn't give you a lot of time, so you really have to kind of buckle up and figure out your strategy on what you want to do. So you don't get left in the dust. But also, say you you know, you know play a strategy and you're like, eh, I don't really like the way that played out. Well, let's try it a different way. And by the time you play that game, you're like, okay, well, maybe I can try it. Like, it's just not one of those things where it drags out and then you're like, oh, I've played every part of it. It's so, it's, even though it says an hour, like you could play this in a shorter amount of time and really, you know, only get so much in to be like, okay, now I really want to try a different way and stuff like that. So... There's lots of different variables in this game, even the variables of the players, because you never know what the players are going to do. Are they going to be selfish and think about themselves to get the thing that they want? Or are they going to think about, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this away from you because I don't want you getting this, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think I think that's what's cool, too, is that it's four rounds. Four rounds really doesn't seem like a whole lot. But what's nice is that they're a nice paced four rounds. Yeah. 
I didn't feel like it was not enough time for me to be able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I had organized my garden like meticulously and aesthetically <laughs> based on the objective of the game. So yeah. like I I felt really organized and so I was pleased with how I was playing the game and I don't know, I just I felt like four rounds was enough. I didn't feel like I needed more. I didn't feel like I needed less. I think it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So I think all around, I think this is, you know, a spectacular game. And we kind of knew going in because we had played the original version of this. It did, you know, they tinkered with it. Haha, <laughs> get it? Tinker? Tinkerbots? Okay. Uh, it was one of those things where they tinkered with it enough Ooh. to. <laughs> Come on. Someone else is probably booing me too. No fair. Anyway. No, remember they all dropped out like at the beginning. That's true. Why are we still talking? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I think it's, I think they, uh, I think Bevan did and uh, Gino I know helped develop this game. Like, I think that they did a really good job of just really tightening this up. And it was a good thing to begin with. And now it's at a point where, you know, just like they're, just like the other game that we have of theirs, Ghostal, like, even though this is kind of it's kind of Halloween theme, spooky theme. We're at we're in October. They kind of did that to kind of match up with it. Like I don't think this is a game you have to necessarily play right now. You can play it anytime, and it'll just it'll be a ton of fun. It doesn't matter if you're older. It doesn't matter if you're younger. Like this is just a good all around game for anybody. Yep. So. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for us to get our Kickstarter copy. And see where that takes us with the mat and the extra stuff that we ordered with it. Yeah, and definitely. So you guys should probably do that too. Yeah, that's right. We backed it and showed, and so should you. Yeah. So heck, yeah. heck yeah. Heck yeah. I think you have some time based on when you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. It should have probably about 20 days-ish around the time we release this. So yeah, go check it out. Believe me, you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's another successful edition episode of the MFG cast. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. See you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.